Hey, it's Chris here. I've got a quick question for you. What are you doing November 9 through to the 11th this year, 2019? If you're available, I want you to consider coming to our annual conference, which takes place in London, England, every single November. It's called the Youpreneur Summit, and it is the UK's number one online entrepreneurship conference. But don't let the fact that we're using the word UK in there spoil it for you. In fact, actually, we've now had people from over 40 countries around the world attend the event since we started it in 2017. This year, you're going to get the opportunity to learn from people like Todd Herman. Hal Elrod, JJ Virgin, Sue B. Zimmerman, Phil Jones, and a host of other incredible entrepreneurs and extremely successful business owners. And we would love for you to be able to come and spend some time with us, learn lots, mastermind plenty, network like your life depended on it, and go away from the event ready to take on the world more than ever before. The first two years sold out months before the conference even took place, and we doubt that 2019 is going to be any different. So head over to youpanasummit.com right now to secure your ticket. That's youpreneursummit.com. I'll see you in London. This is Youpreneur FM, the official podcast of the Youpreneur Mastermind Community, a place where no entrepreneur gets left behind in their pursuit of building a business they can be proud of. And now, and now, now. here's your host, serial entrepreneur and best-selling author, Chris Ducker. Chris Ducker. Well, hello there and welcome to episode number 346 of Youpreneur FM. I'm your host, Chris Ducker, as always, and it's a pleasure to be with you this week for another episode of the show. Now, look, if this is the first time that you're tuning in to Youpreneur FM, thank you very much for being with us. I appreciate it more than you know. There's a ton of podcasts out there that you could be tuning into right now, but you've chosen this one at this very moment in time. And that means a lot to me. So please make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button, no matter what app you're using to listen to the show, hit that subscribe button, make sure you don't miss anything in the future and be sure to dive into those archives. Today on the show, Dr. John Demartini and I talk all about the power behind really focusing in on our high priority actions. And we talk about the importance of saying no way more often to manage our own levels of stress and everything else that goes along with being productive as a youpreneur as well. However, before we get cracking, just a quick reminder that Youpreneur FM is brought to you by the Youpreneur Mastermind community, the premier online community for entrepreneurs wanting to build a profitable, sustainable business based around their experience and those that they want to serve. Community members get exclusive access to our acceleration training library, which includes everything you'll need to know to build, market, and monetize a successful business. And couple that together with our monthly mastermind calls, discounted tickets to our live events, and access to our enthusiastic, supportive member-only forums. And you've got everything you need to succeed. If you're serious about building the business of you, as I call it, and in the most rewarding, profitable way possible, then you must join us. So be sure to head over to youpreneur.com today for more info. Now, 
John Demartini is honestly somebody who doesn't need much of a, uh, should we say, introduction here. The man has been around for a long time helping people really genuinely become super resourceful in the way that they are helping and serving the world. He has uh, authored multiple books. He was in the film The Secret some time ago. You might remember that film. And uh, generally has has been learning and writing and traveling and teaching all around the world for the majority of his career. Now, I sit down with John here to talk about our high priority actions and why it's so important from an entrepreneurial perspective to make sure that we're working on the right things every day so that we maximize our time at work. Because as we know, there's a finite amount of hours for us to be able to work on our businesses and our personal growth on a daily basis. So you better make sure that you're doing it in the right way. So here you go. Enjoy the chat with Dr. John Demartini because I know you're going to be picking up a ton of great tips and strategies. So Dr. John D. Martini, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's great to be with you. It's a pleasure. I've been looking forward to this one. We've got lots of mutual friends, uh, although we've not had the opportunity to meet in, meet in person before. I'm, I'm a big fan of everything that you do to help the, particularly the entrepreneurial network at large. Um, and for that, I mean, I thought it might be nice to be able to deep dive a little bit on the importance of really mastering the art of saying no and, and how that goes hand in hand, I think. And I'm sure you'll be uh, in agreement here is, is how that goes hand in hand in kind of, you know, managing our stress as entrepreneurs, because as, as you probably come across a whole bunch of people in your career that you've helped, it's stressful. You know, running your own business, building your own business, it's tough. There, there are demands on our time more so today than ever before, right? And so, you know, let's deep dive and see what we can do to sort of try and help people out if that's uh, attractive to you today. Perfect. Okay, good stuff. So, I mean, let's let's talk then about stress to begin with. And, and you, I remember seeing a video of yours not so long ago where you talked about, you know, there was two types of stress with de-stress and, or distress rather, and eustress. Dive into that and then let's see where this conversation takes us. All right. Well, first of all, stress is the inability to adapt to a changing environment. And as we all know, the environment is constantly changing. Mm. And so if we don't have adaptability and resiliency, we're vulnerable to the world on the outside instead of the clarity of the vision on the inside. Mm -hmm. There's two primary forms of distress. The perception of loss of that which you seek and the perception of gain of that which you try to avoid. Every form of distress that we will ever face falls into those two categories. Okay. Now, each individual lives by a set of priorities, a set of values, things that are least important to most important, things that are least meaningful to most meaningful. And whatever is highest on our value, we are spontaneously inspired from within to fulfill. And whatever is low in our value, we require extrinsic motivation to get us to do it. So when we are prioritizing our daily actions as an entrepreneur, and filling our day with high priority actions that truly are meaningful, productive, inspiring, and profitable. We are less vulnerable to the distractions 
that are on the outside. If we don't have a, a day filled with high priority actions, it's easy to be vulnerable to the injected expectation, opportunistic projections of other people on us. Absolutely. It is crucial to have, take command of your time. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a very good at this. I've been blessed to do this since I was 28. I learned from the book called The Time Track by Alan McKinsey. And I do not allow idle time because when you have idle time, you're vulnerable to distraction, worry. Um, you, you end up doing low priority things and you're vulnerable to salespeople and people on the outside to vie for your attention. When so so let me ask you this then, if, if, if I may interject, what, what would you class is idle time? And I guess, hang on, let me, let me rephrase that. What's idle time or what could be idle time for you, for example, um, particularly as you obviously you're on the road a lot, you're traveling, you're keynoting a lot. And, and what would be idle time to the average entrepreneur in 2019 and beyond, do you think? Anything that is not the most inspiring, most productive, most meaningful most profitable action. Hmm. So, you know, I learned from Mary Kay, from Mary Kay Cosmetics about 33 or four years ago. Uh, every day you ask yourself, what is the highest priority action I can do right now that can help me fulfill what's most meaningful that helps me fulfill the mission that I'm on? Hmm. If you're not clear about that mission, if you're not clear about what's truly highest in your priorities, then you're easy vulnerable. You have a lot of vulnerability to outside influence. And it's difficult to say no when you have nothing on your plate. But it's easy to say no and thank you, but no thank you. I'm clear about my mission and I don't want to do something halfway. And to give you your attention, it would be not 100% focus. But if you, if you focus on the very highest priority thing, that's the most any human being can do each day. Mm -hmm. and defining what that is, is worth the effort and time each day. Absolutely. So I, I often say, and I've been quoted by saying this a whole bunch of times online as well as when you say yes to something, you instantly say no to something else. Now, obviously we can put a spin on that the other way around as well, obviously, but you, I mean, you, you've mastered the ability to be able to say no. Um, my, my issue is, uh, and, and I'm, I get, I'm getting much, much better at it, but I know that there are many people that are out there that struggle with this. They, you know, they get a lot of requests, particularly in our audience, John, who are very expert-centric individuals, right? So there's a lot of people vying for their time. Let me pick your brain. Let me take you to lunch, uh, trying to sell them something or, or the idea of working with them and all that sort of type of thing. How can we get better at saying no? Well, having a series of articulate responses, thank you, but no thank you, Mm -hmm. uh, my agenda is full and I don't want to give you uh, anything but full attention. I would not possibly be able to do that with my agenda right now. Or thank you that uh, appreciate the opportunity, but does not fit on my priority list. Mm -hmm. And so uh, thank you, but no thank you. Just saying it, you know, it's wiser to be blunt at times, tactfully blunt. Right. And they will respect you more if you do so. So don't be afraid of being a little bit, uh, uh, rejected because uh, because people are opportunists. Every human being is attempting to fulfill what's valuable to them. And sometimes they project it onto you. And if you subordinate the world on the outside and let everything on the outside grab your attention, you're going to, at the end of the day, not be, be fulfilled and not be as most productive. Finding out what's really most productive 
and sticking to that. You know, I delegate everything. I, I research, write, travel, teach. Everything else is delegated. I haven't mm-hmm. driven in 29 and a half years. I haven't dealt with any administrative things. I don't, uh, the, the, most decisions have been delegated. I research, write, travel, teach. That's it. I learned a long time ago to fill your day with things that produce the most per hour and use that income doing something you're inspired by to delegate to people who would love to do the things that aren't the highest priority on your life. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with you. I mean, I, I, I don't know whether you are aware or not, but I wrote my first book was called Virtual Freedom, which is focused on delegating and building a team of virtual remote staff. Um, it's done very, very well. So you are very much on my side and I'm on your side when it comes to that one. Um, and I think actually the Youpreneur FM listener gets that. They understand the power behind uh, delegation and offloading their tasks, hiring for the role that they need to hire for and that sort of type of thing. Um, but let me ask you this. What, what do you think the main reason is that we don't say no more often. I mean, obviously, I, I know a lot of people are maybe a little concerned that it might upset somebody or screw up an opportunity or miss out on an opportunity. I mean, what do you think is the main reason why we don't say no more often? They don't have absolute clarity of their direction. They have this, they're used to conforming and fitting in. There's a, there's a, a natural survival, not thrival, but survival mechanism in human beings that they don't do well on their own solo, all the way back into you know the hunter-gatherer period. So we worked as a team. So we're, our fear of rejection, of, of not fitting in and standing out is frightening for most people. But unless the voice and the vision on the inside is louder than all opinions on the outside, you can't master your life. You have to be able to stand out and you have to be able to say thank you, but no thank you, and give yourself permission to do something extraordinary, not ordinary and not necessarily subordinate to the people in. You know, the, the, I tell people that the majority of people are not vastly fortunate. They're not great Nobel Prize winners. They're not great business leaders. They're not great, you know, spiritual leaders. They're not the, the, the leaders, the majority of people. So if you let the masses control your life, you won't be a master. And you have to be able to say thank you, but no thank you. And the, 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 the and transcend survival thinking into thrival thinking. And that occurs when our executive center comes online by living by our highest values. Where inspired mm-hmm. vision, strategic planning, executing plans, and self-governance comes in at the top. And that's the, the key is to prioritize our life. That's the most significant thing I've seen. Because when, when you're really on a roll doing the things that build momentum that are highest in priority, it's easy to say, no, thank you but I'm really, really inspired right now. I'll get back to you when I can, or I'll say thank you, but no, thank you. It does not interest me. Yesterday, I was bombarded by somebody attempting to do an investment, and I was blunt within probably 10 seconds of their presentation. I said, thank you, but no, thank you. I already can tell I'm not interested. Thank you. I must move on now. And they were just stunned, and they couldn't believe it. And I said, I'm not going to waste your time. I already know. And so you're wasting time. Thank you very much. And they were just stunned because they, they, and they thought it was a little bit abrupt. And I said, but I already know. So if I know, I don't need to sit here and, and play games. I'm just, I know it. That's not for me. Thank you very much. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the term I use all the time when I get pitched for one thing or another is uh, I'm, I'm in head down mode right now. I'll get back to you as and when the time becomes available or something along those lines. And well, I think the thing, is that, the thing is, if you know, it's a no, 
wiser to be right up front. If you, if you, cause sometimes dodging it like that, they, they'll keep, <laughs> keep on you, keep hounding you. Yeah, no, that's so a good point. Cause you, you're right. People no, do come you. back. Yeah. People do come thank back. You're absolutely right. So I, I, I think, I mean, my, my kind of thought process behind this a little bit is that people maybe lack the confidence a little bit and they, you know, a lot of the time they want to do well, particularly when they're in the process of building their businesses. Right. So what, I mean, you, you know, for me, it's been about being around the right people. It's been about reading the right books and listening to the right podcasts and going to the right conferences. That's helped me build my personal confidence over the years. Are there certain things that you've done yourself that's helped you become more and more confident as your career has you know, flourished? Well, all those things you say are wise. There's no doubt, you know, the people you associate with. When I started hanging out with people that are in, in the higher income brackets, my income went up. I hung out with people that are more productive, my productivity went up. So there's no doubt that that's true. But I can tell you that, that if we don't fill our day with high priority actions that are meaningful to us, we are designed to beat ourselves up as a feedback mechanism to get us to priority. So the self-depreciating lack of confidence is not necessarily a biological problem with the person. It's a feedback to them to let them know they are not scheduling the highest priority things in the area of their core competence that they are masters of. Mm-hmm. And anytime you're not filling your day with the highest priority things, you're designed to slide in self-worth and slide in confidence and be vulnerable to the world on the outside because you're not directing from the inside. If you don't fill your day with high priority, it's designed to fill up a low priority. If you're not spending your time with high priority people, it fills up a low priority. If you're not spending your money into asset building, accumulating wealth building, it's going to end up with unexpected bills and depreciating consumables. Mm -hmm. It's a priority list. It's a Parkinsonian priority list that is so crucial for mastery. So, okay. So let me ask this. I mean, there's only so many hours in each day, right? And I mean, you see a lot of these, these kind of, you know, productivity hackers or time management experts and that sort of type of thing. What's your take on, on that phrase time management? Because there's only so many hours, there's 24 hours to be precise in every single day, right? How do we get to figuring out what those high priority actions should be? Well, I did a, developed a value determination process that I've used. I've been doing this for almost 40, 40 years on it. And uh, there's a set of questions. If you ask somebody what their priorities and values are, they'll tell you social idealisms, the injected values of mothers, fathers, preachers, teachers, and social peer groups, conventions, traditions, mores, all kinds of things. You have to look at what their life truly demonstrates. How do they fill their space? How do they spend their time? What is it that energizes them? Where does their money direct and go? What exactly that they're most organized in, most disciplined in? What do they think about, visualize, and internally dialogue to themselves about most about what they want that is coming true and shows evidence? What is the thing that they converse with other people about most? What is it the things that inspire them and bring a tear of inspiration to them? What are the goals, the most consistent goals they have that are actually coming true? And what are the things they love spontaneously learning about, reading about, and listening to, and viewing? If we get those and narrow those down, they will point very clearly and concisely to what is highest in priority. Then start structuring your life wisely according to that in a congruent, integral fashion. And magic occurs as far as mastery, leadership capacities, uh, focus. Because you say, as you say, there's so many, so many hours in a day. Yes, agreed. So 
so obviously when we're filling our day with these these higher priority tasks and actions, obviously as that day fills up, there's no room, right, for less prioritized type of actions to come into play. I mean, that's that's part of the the strategy overall, I'm assuming, right? Yes, I have an agenda, believe it or not. Some people think I'm I'm uh, neurotic because of it, but every day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, I have a typed agenda for my day. And people go, wow, that you're really, there it is right in front of you. I have it right here in my hand, even though you can't see it. And hour by hour from the morning, because I, I realize that if I don't decide, somebody else decides. Mm. In the area of our life, we don't empower somebody else overpowers. So I set the agendas. I have people that are, are designed, that work for me, that are that help me schedule that exactly how I want it according to my values. Just like Warren Buffett, he doesn't allow trivial things to occupy his day. He focuses on what's important to him. And that is makes a huge difference because you get more done and you want to surround yourself with people who have a high value on the things you want to delegate or otherwise you'll be micromanaging them and you'll be back to thinking about them and distracted by them. Make sure you surround yourself with the A people that are doing something that they love so you can get on to do what you love. That's the key. Okay, I'm loving this. So let's break this down a little bit further then before we sort of start wrapping up here. I what I what I love the most about my schedule, and although it's not typed out and in front of me, and you know it's on the computer. Um, from t- I only work from ten in the morning through to four p.m. every day, Monday to Thursday. Okay, I haven't worked a Friday for probably close to five years or so now. Um, I prioritize my action steps, my, you know, to-do list, whatever you want to call it every day. Everything for me, John, gets scheduled. So if it's, you know, 20 minutes for a team meeting with my staff, boom, it's on the schedule. If it's 10 minutes for social media, it's on the schedule. If it's, you know, an hour of writing and podcasting, it's on the schedule. Everything goes on the schedule. But obviously there are days when there are breaks, right? There are breaks in that schedule just naturally because I don't need to do something right there and then, or maybe because something got rescheduled, which was out of my control or whatever the case may be. What would you do with those breaks within that time, that working time that I have 10 to four each day, Monday to Thursday? If there was half an hour here, an hour there, what would you do? What would you suggest I do to make the most of that sort of downtime? I'm glad you asked that. Many years ago, when I read The Time Trap, I, um, I was in practice at the time. I was seeing patients clinically. And anytime I had a moment that somebody would cancel or whatever, I made a list. I had a list of 13 of the highest priority actions I could use in that time. So if it came about, I went to another priority list that filled in that gap. And I, had, I would either rehearse communications I would go and memorize the patient's names. I would go and call people to follow up on their care. I had a list of the highest priority things that I could do with that. So I didn't allow some external exogenous source to interfere with my day. So I would fill it with how I wanted it. So I already had a list of priorities sitting in for gaps that might emerge. So, okay, this is great. So ultimately, you know, this is anything from, you know, learning, I guess, to a certain degree. Prioritize what you want to do as far as feeding your mind, because if you don't feel your, you don't, you know, when you, when you read things that are inspiring to you, you tend to build inspiration. So you would, you would structure your day where if there is a moment that the gap appears, you'd fill it with the 
highest priority actions you can do that's next on the list. That would be the thing you would fill it. And that's how you keep prioritized. Now, I mean, obviously, though, from one person to another, what would be, quote unquote, a priority would change quite a bit. Obviously, I mean, I'm a big believer of writing handwritten notes. So I have these little postcards made with my with my logo on one side and I write a quick note uh, whenever I get the downtime. And it's one of the things I do every week. I probably write about eight to 10 of these things every week. And I just send them out to people that maybe have been on the show or that I've met at a conference or people that I've helped coach or spoken for or whatever the case may be. And I love writing those, those notes. They are a priority to me, but they might not be a priority to other people. That idea might not be a priority to other people. So I guess this almost becomes almost like personal reflection time to a certain degree, right? Exactly. There's no way, no two people have the exact same set of priorities and values. If there were, there one would not be necessary. So there, there's a spectrum of value structures across society. And so that is an individual thing that each person must dig and be integral and honest with themselves about what is truly priority. And, you know, I have people all the time when I ask people, how many want to be financially independent? Everybody puts their hand up. But when I look at the values of people, they are interested in buying immediate gratifying consumables that depreciate in value instead of actually buying assets accumulate value. So it's not by what they say, it's by what they live and what their life demonstrates is truly priority. And those are the priorities that are the ones that are most congruent and most likely to be followed. So you have to be true. That's why I have people go and do the value determination process on the website, because what it does, it allows them to define that. So they're not setting fantasy objectives and fantasy priorities that they don't live by. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I see that a lot, actually. A lot of a lot of the people that I've that I've coached over the years are all about, you know, I mean, obviously money goals are there's nothing wrong with wanting to make more money, but then that begs the question, well, once you've got it, what are you actually going to do with it, right? Like, is it, is it about getting that brand new BMW or is it about, you know, traveling the world with your family or something along those lines? Is, is that the sort of type of stuff that you see people getting trapped in to a certain degree from, from well, a regular many perspective? Times, many times people try to live in the shadows of others instead of on the shoulders of giants huh. and they inject the values of others. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, envy is ignorance and imitation is suicide. We have to be authentic to ourselves and set the priorities according to what our life demonstrates is truly important, not the social peer pressure of conformity. Because what that does is it makes us go after things we don't really want, spend money on things we don't really have, and end up depreciating ourselves instead of empowering ourselves. When you, when you're, if you're, if you're going to work your whole life for money as a slave, instead of have your money begin to work for you by buying assets, mm-hmm. that's, that's your choice. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to power my life in all seven areas of life. So I wanted to make sure I was financially independent, that I had an international business, that I did something originally that served people. I laid those out. I, I defined what the priorities are to achieve it. I kept focus on it. And they're now reality. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I mean, for me, the planning and the, and the growth of our businesses over the years have meant a great deal to me, but they've all had very underlining goals in regards to freeing up more time to spend with the family or being able to travel more often or be able to buy more property, create you know a, a, an international portfolio of opportunities and investments and advisory roles and all that sort of stuff. So I, I mean, I'm 100% with you uh, when it comes to 
obviously getting your money to work just as hard for you as you did, obviously, to get it right in the first place. But it's funny that people, I think more and more people now, I think social media is playing a very big role in this. I saw just a news um, piece the other day, just a couple of mornings ago here on British TV, where they're saying that, you know, the social media addiction that is plaguing our society nowadays, people are seeing, you know, the fast cars and the yachts and the perfect holidays and all this kind of stuff. It's not real. And I think this is stress that, I mean, this is, this is an epidemic here, right? It's got to be the same in the United States that it is here in the UK, if not even worse. Well, I, um, I baited a follow. I, I learned from Sir John Templeton and another gentleman named Herbert Runick, who um, had a 27,000 employee company in China, uh, that I saved 50% of my gross income in my business. Then what I did is I let it get invested and I started buying stocks and buying properties and things of this nature. And I made sure my money went into something that appreciated in value that gave me a return or ROI. Mm. And I prioritized that because I wanted to be able to raise my lifestyle, not in advance, but after I earned it by having it passively accelerated through time by the appreciation of the interest and income. And so now I, I have the opportunity to have that lifestyle that many people fantasized about, but in the aftermath of being diligent and frugal with the, the application of managing your money. And I, right. I'm very grateful that I became its master instead of its slave. Oh, but obviously, though, I mean, to get it in the first place, you must have worked very hard. Well, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. I mean, many no. people... Many people think, well, I want the easy life. I have absolutely no desire to do nothing. I have, uh, I have a really inspired life by doing what I love doing, which is researching, writing, traveling, and teaching. There's nothing more inspiring to me to watch lives change. I'm sure from your podcast, you know what that's like. The thousands of people of lives that change. That's one of the most significant things you get in life. Absolutely. Why would somebody even want to get away from that? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't care about vacations and stuff. My life is a vacation. I love doing what I'm doing. I fill it with priority and I do it. I love it. Okay. So as we wrap up here, I've got to ask, but somebody then it, that, that obviously is very structured with their day um, and everything that's, that's happening on a, you know, an hourly basis, like you said here at the top of the show, what do you do at the end of each day, if anything? Like how do you wrap up your work day and go into your kind of personal time at the end of each day? I'm, and this is pure just... Um, you know, selfish curiosity from my angle here. Well, most of my days are, are full. I, I go right through the day. I mean, it's very common for me to do 18, 20 hour days sometimes. Oh, wow. So I don't, okay. I don't, I don't think about it because I use my time. I'm either researching, I'm writing, communicating. Uh, I'm traveling because I've done over 19 million miles of travel um, or, you know, I'm teaching and teaching one-on-one, one-on-group, one-on-one in consulting, podcasts, webinars, seminars, p- keynote speeches, radio, television. I've already done two interviews today on TV. I, I, I keep a busy schedule because I made a commitment when I was 17 to go to every country in the world and try to reach you know, the world. So it, it's, it's something. I've been 46 years working on it. So right. it's something that I do every day. I don't have a desire to get away from what I love doing. I structured my life where I'm doing what I love. So I don't have this idea, oh, I need to chill out. People ask me, what do you do to chill out? Chill out from what? I don't, I don't have that idea. I need to chill out. I love what I'm doing. And when you, you don't have, they've shown in the brain and the body and the immune system, when you're doing something you're really inspired to do, you have eustress, not distress, which is wellness promoting. 
and you have less inflammation and less uh, immune responses that are detrimental. And, and you know, I'm, I have a blood pressure. The guy, the girl that t- took the blood pressure the other day, it's, it's 98 over 58. And she goes, you know, for somebody 65 years old, you have a very low blood pressure. I know. Do you have any energy? I said, more energy than anybody I've ever met. <laughs> so there's, there's your body responds when you're doing something that's truly inspiring, truly meaningful. It's integral with what you value, that you love doing, that you dream about that you can't wait to get up in the morning and do. When you can't wait to get up in the morning and do something that's inspiring, people can't wait to get that service. Amen to that. I love it. Well, John, it was a great pleasure to have you on the show. Um, thoroughly enjoy your work. Looking forward to finally getting to opportunity to be able to hang out in person at some point, somewhere in the world. And uh, it'll be a, a real pleasure to be able to shake your hand at some point. I look forward to it. And thank you for this interview you and what you're doing because there's no way – you can share what you're sharing, as I've seen some of your shows there, without transforming and impacting and inspiring people. And that's what it's about, causing the chain reaction and, and the ripple effect through the world. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to participate and for our, our conversation. All my pleasure. All my pleasure. Much appreciated. For you guys tuning in, want to find out a little bit more about Dr. John Demartini and his work, please go ahead and visit our show notes page at upreneur.com forward slash three. Four, six. We'll have links to his website, his programs, his books, and everything over there. You must go check it out. John, thank you one more time. And for you guys, we will be back at you again next week with another episode of Youpreneur FM. Until then, take good care. Go be inspired. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd love for you to check out the Youpreneur Mastermind Community. It's the go-to resource for everyone wanting to build a profitable, future-proof business based around their experience and those that they want to serve. So whether you're just starting out or if you've been working hard on your personal brand and building your online platform for a while, the Youpreneur Mastermind Community can help you take everything you've been doing to the next level. With lots of training, live mastermind calls, and thriving community forums where you can get the feedback, advice, and more energy and encouragement than you'll know what to do with, the Youpreneur Mastermind community is the perfect place for anyone wanting to learn how to build, market, and monetize their personal brand. For more info and to get started on your new Youpreneur journey, head over to youpreneur.com today. I'll see you on the inside.